The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. Now, Andy, perhaps it's a coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidences. I don't know if you've noticed a growing amount of public relations around Chateau Libertas recently. Have you noticed? A lot of chatter all of a sudden about Chateau Libertas. My favourite when I can afford it. Um, Gosh, I haven't seen anything about that at all. I confess complete ignorance. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, but you tell me if this is a coincidence, because here's a wine that's been around without too much fuss and bother for the last 90 years. And suddenly we're starting to see the sale of old bottles, getting some quite eye-watering prices. There was a bottle the other day at Strauss & Co. that did a virtual auction, and one bottle of Chateau Libertas, admittedly it comes from 1957, um, but it got 93,800 rand on auction. That's amazing. Um, and people have been talking a lot. It's from the Distel stable, of course. People have been talking about, uh, I think it was the 2020 version of uh, Chateau Libertas. People were saying it's done really, really well in taste tests. So something definitely is afoot when it comes to Chateau Libertas. And today, all of the pieces moved into place because there's a growing trend in wine circles to take well-known labels and put them into two-liter wine boxes. And that's what they're going to be doing with Chateau Libertas. And uh, putting it into those two-liter boxes like you see at Woolies at a much better price point um, than buying two bottles. You'll get more wine for, for about the same amount of money as two bottles. Um, and so, yeah, I, I look, if it's not a strategic marketing drive, it should have been <laughs> because they've been building and building and building the brand to this moment where they're launching a new product line. Well, I think for many years now, the... Uh, the real wine experts have always been have been saying that brands like Chateau Libertas, which are sort of inexpensive price-fighting brands, but with a long heritage, um, are actually better wines than uh, than people are expecting at that price point. And um, in blind taste tests and things, it, it always used to do really well, um, uh, as if to say, well, don't just make your decision based on price, make it on, on quality too. And there are, there are other... Uh, wines that have done the same. So um, maybe someone has finally said it's time to come out of the closet and it's time to be proud of our of our credentials and make it more available uh, in different packaging and in different distribution uh, maps to, to a wider audience. And I, I can understand why they're doing it. I'm sure it has every chance of succeeding. I, I believe that if you if you tr- if you try uh, if you sample the likes of Chateau Libertas, which you might have just lifted your nose to in the past. Never. Chateau Libertas was was Chateau Libertas in my youth was the upgrade. I mean, that's when you were going out on a date night. That was big bucks. You you didn't, you know, you didn't take Taverna Rouge to a date night, Andy. (laughs) Well, that says more about your dates, perhaps, than anything else. um, (laughs) No, no, Andy. (laughs) Now, I'm I'm going to watch that now. Thank you for... for, um, telling me about this i haven't uh, picked up any any uh, actual activity but um i will look out for chateau de that, but that, that's stuff. why i i do think i mean it, it just feels too good to have been accidental and i think they've been building up to a point i saw a tweet the other day by marianne tam the very talented very entertaining very gifted very oh. thorough marianne tam and she's been doing a big 2000 kilometer road trip um I'm, I'm sure as part of the daily mavericks election coverage and she just tweeted the other day that she's been driving through the western cape the northern cape and the free state and not seen a single anc poster anywhere 
the only parties with pole-dancing candidates, the DA and the Freedom Front Plus. What's your take on the advertising that you are seeing or not seeing uh, as part of this local government campaign? Yeah, I think there's a couple of issues there, Bruce. I mean, the, the, the first one may well be linked to the ANC's well-publicized financial troubles. Um, so that may simply be a, a, a practical, tactical decision. Um, but there's also the issue of what you put on the few posters you have got, if you can afford some. And that's that's another issue altogether. I, I, I had what I thought was the brilliant idea of doing a little bit of an audit of some of the parties advertising through their websites. Um, and uh, gosh, what a what a disappointing uh, process that was. And I, I kind of thought that with more than 60,000 candidates in the elections, um, with over 100 parties contesting, chasing 26 million voters, I thought, well, maybe there'll be some pearls in there. Maybe someone will come up with something that says, we've got to use advertising to differentiate ourselves from the rest. But no, I'm afraid to say that if you were to ban the following words in advertising, better building tomorrow together, opportunity and future, you would not have a single political website left on the on the internet. I'm afraid it's, it's desperately dreary stuff. There's no real brand differentiation. Uh, there's no message differentiation. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, very few had even said anything the others didn't. I was quite intrigued that the EFF on their site described themselves as a Marxist, Leninist, Fanonian, economic emancipation movement. And I can see people the country over saying, oh, yes, please, a Fanonian party, finally. I had to look up to see who Fanon was. Uh, he apparently was a French West Indian philosophy philosopher who uh, had a lot to say uh, about racial identity in the days when you didn't normally tackle those kind of topics. I, I did quite like the land party as well with their bravery because they called themselves a South African people's democratic dictatorship. Isn't that a bit of an oxymoron in Greece? Um, and the only party that actually tried to use consumer-type language, customer-type language, um, that I found, uh, I gave up eventually when I and then woke up, um, the good party, Patricia de Lille's party, talks about good my hood, um, which I, I thought was at least an attempt to talk in the language of the audience. Um, to say that they that the good party would be able to improve their their hood, I, I talk about my hood all the time. No, absolutely. And then you, uh, when you when it gets hot, you take your hood off. Um, Andy, <laughs> the I mean, yeah, it is disappointing. There've been one or two sort of fairly outlandish attempts at advertising, and we've seen uh, the DA uh, become embarrassed, I think, by its campaign in KZN, which I don't think was probably intended to be positioned as celebrating the fact that there were uh, murders and killings at the time of the riots, but rather perhaps to um, support the people who defended the barricades against uh, against riots and, and, and protected property, but it's blown up in their face there. And then there is this really odd individual, I think on the Cape Flats, in Bontehirville, who has made the most astonishingly amateurish and if, if, in, any, if, if in any other world, I would look at it and say, okay, um, Leon Schuster's gone low budget. Um, it really is quite bad. Yeah, that's a very good way of describing it as Leon Schuster going um, low budget. It's a, it's a 90 seconds of absurdity uh, where our candidate, our DA candidate, um, is 
portrayed as a super super person, a super hero, coming in to solve all of the social issues of Bontichievel, um, including uh, crime, drugs, uh, lack of resources, lack of water, a whole lot. He, using his superpowers, is going to sort it out, and he's followed by a small band of adoring supporters, and the whole lot is set to the music of the Ghostbusters movie, famous music that uh, I'm sure has been purloined for lots of advertising since. But it really is a very strange campaign. You can't imagine for one moment that the DA had authorised it or even briefed it in. I suspect this is a lone wolf who may find um, a different set of initials alongside his name eventually. Yeah, it, 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 it is just quite bizarre. If you haven't seen it and you're kind of depressed about the state of the world um, and you feel like you need to be slightly more depressed, have a look at it. It is the, possibly the oddest <laughs> thing I've seen in this election campaign. Um, save me with the hero, please, Andy, a real hero now, not one you know, making their own adverts on their cell phone. Well, I'm always a fan of brands that kind of swim upstream and, and, and are zigging when others are zagging. I think it's, it's brave because the momentum is going the other way and you can just latch yourself onto the category and get a certain amount of business out of it. But brands that make a, a particular uh, policy of, of, of swimming upstream, to use the phrase again, uh, I, I, I'm attracted by and I think that many people in the market are as well because they want to be seen as uh, a contrarian just like the brand. In this particular case, uh, it's, a, it's a whiskey brand, an Irish whiskey brand, so with an E in it. And um, it's a. It comes from Pernod Ricard, and it's a, it's a, for their for Jameson's new um, super reserve. What's it called? Jameson Select Reserve, which is their top of the range whiskey in the Jameson range. And it makes the point that usually the whiskey strategy for communication is to show an individual having triumphed over um, over everything else, and has got the 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 beautiful lady on his arm and the beautiful car outside. And it's kind of a, I did this approach. And what Jameson's have done, uh, have said, uh, you know, it's not, that's not very realistic. What's really realistic is that collective effort and collective work uh, is the way that most, most successful entrepreneurs uh, gain their status. And um, they used a, uh, an expression, um, uh, asie, which is, I'm told, uh, a colloquialism which talks about let's get things done together and they're using the, the, that as their strategy to say you know if, if you if you feel more like someone who's made a, a success of life through doing it in a team through cooperation through mutual effort then this is the whiskey for you and um yeah, it's nicely produced. They're going to be extending the concept by they, they take the stories of, of particular individuals who have done well. And they're featured in the television commercials as well and said, you know, this is the kind of attitude that makes a difference. It reminded me a little bit of the Yoko campaign that we gave a hero status to a, a, a few weeks ago, which was the, all about the underdog. Now, you remember for the card payment machines uh, and how being the underdog was not necessarily... Um, the hindrance. Now, I think that, that that's that's a similar kind of sentiment, a, a more realistic reflection of the way that people flourish in society. And the best bit is, there's not a single leprechaun or fake Irish accent anywhere in the adverts <laughs> for, for 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 an Irish whiskey. Your zero is um, something that is so bright and so sparkly and so spectacular that it's blindingly awful. 
Well, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said that. Um, it's it, the brand it comes from Ricketts, who have a, a quite a strong track record of doing dreadfully out of date. Uh, uh, formulaic advertising for household products. Uh, one only has to think of Vanish uh, and uh, you start running for cover. Well, this time it's another brand from the Ricketts table called Harpic White and Shine Toilet Cleaner. It's not necessarily a category that I, I acknowledge could, is easy to be creative within, uh, but uh, I reckon this one plums new debts even for a record brand. Um, essentially, the, the narrative um, shows a, um, a black woman, and I'll explain why it's important that she's black, um, who is uh, walking down the street after dark, and suddenly a blinding light comes from the window of, a, of a, one of the houses she's walking past, and cut a long and dreary story short, it turns out, of course, that it is from the toilet of that house, which is has such a dazzlingly, a blindingly, a white uh, toilet and sink and basin and everything um, that it casts this light out onto the street, which hits the woman walking down the road as if it were a stage spotlight. And she is momentarily convinced that she is on stage and starts to dance in the spotlight. <laughs> Apart from the ludicrous narrative, it, it, I think it's also um, contributing to something that a lot of people in in the advertising industry uh, and and elsewhere grumble about, which is that uh, too many brands uh, deliver their their creative on the basis of stereotypical viewpoints of how people are. And one of those uh, stereotypes is that is that uh, black people burst into dance and song whenever they can. And uh, I, th I think most rational people have long shed that idea, but it seems that at records they carry on. And it's not really very good for the reputation of, I think, of the brand or the industry. Harpic, not flushed with success. It's uh, Andy Zero, the hero for Za uh, for Jamison, Zamison, Jamison Select Reserve Whiskey, and lots of discussion around political advertising, which isn't particularly inspiring, but maybe that is what is matching the national mood.